Good morning, Erie First fam. Uh, it's an honor just to share a little bit with you today. And I firmly believe that Pastor Nicole's decision to address the topic of anxiety is not just shifting the atmosphere here at Erie First, but I believe it's going to go way, way beyond that. That these ideas that we are addressing here in this series can literally shift and impact generations if we let it. If we choose to grab a hold of what God is showing us, if we choose to walk it out in our lives, I believe every single generation that is coming after us will never have to live the same. And I think we're at such a pivotal point in the history of our culture. We know that anxiety is at an all-time high. And I believe Jesus wants us to start to declare that this is where the war ends with anxiety, that this is where the war with anxiety is going to stop in our culture. And I believe it's starting right here within this room here at Erie First Assembly. And he has placed us here in this season, right, to fight the battle together. Because working through anxiety, as Pastor Nicole said, it's a group project. And in community, we can cover more ground in a battle than we ever could alone. And as Pastor Nicole said a minute ago, I am no stranger to this battle. I'm no stranger to experiencing anxiety in my everyday life. It's been something that's been a factor in my life for me since a young age, but it wasn't until the year 2014 that I really began to realize how paralyzing, how consuming, how burdensome um, anxiety was in my everyday life. And that the more that I tried to gain control over all the things, over all the situations, over all the outcomes, the more that I really began to start losing control in my life. You try to gain control, you end up losing control. It's a little ironic, but that is what happens. And I've experienced anxiety in a lot of forms from overwhelming worry from the big things and the small things to full-blown panic attacks that have sent me to the ER because I seriously thought something was wrong in my body, from racing thoughts to wanting to stay in bed all day, as Pastor Nicole says, with the covers over your head, like, I am not dealing with it, to feeling just really numb because I was kind of ashamed, and I didn't know how to reach out for help and explain what was making me feel so out of control. And I think the need for control has played a really big factor in what I have faced, control over people or situations or outcomes or plans and dreams, and to ensure that nothing took me by surprise, that nothing fell out of my realm of control, that nothing would become more than what I could handle, I held on really tight. I held on really, really tight, but I wasn't holding tight to the rescue ladder. I was holding tight to other things. And for the purpose of these next few minutes, I want us to think about anxiety like this image. And this image here is what I visualize when I think about anxiety. How tight can I just hold on to this thing? How tight can I hold on to this person, this situation, this outcome, this pain? But I think this image also shows something very valuable about anxiety, that when we don't take steps to give our anxiety to a caring God, we talked about that last week from 1 Peter 5, 7, it says, cast all your anxiety on the Lord because he cares for you. 
If we don't do that, if we don't figure out how to surrender our anxiety, what happens? When you look at that image, it cuts off life. The tighter we pull, the tighter our grip, the more we begin to cut off circulation, the more we begin to cut off the flowing and the abundant life that Jesus wants to offer us. And we see the type of life that he wants to offer us. He clearly tells us that in his scripture in John 10, 10. And it says, a thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal and destroy Maybe you can say, anxiety has only one thing in mind. It wants to steal and destroy. But I have come, Jesus has come, to give us everything in abundance, more than you expect, the life in its fullness, until you overflow. Until you overflow. So we have access to the peace of God in abundance until it overflows. That is insane. That is amazing. And so I I lived a life like this for a long time. I lived a closed fist life. And Jesus, because he's a really good and he's a really kind father, right? He was just so gently trying to like pry my fingers off of all the things that I was trying to control. It kind of reminds me of when like a little kid has something in their hands that like should not be there. It's like the toddler death grip. Maybe some of you parents know that, like, they are not letting go of that thing for the life of them. You will not win. But I think sometimes we can be like that with God, too, about things in our life that he really does want to relieve the anxiety from, but we are still fighting for control. We death grip it. We toddler death grip it with Jesus. And I'm sure I'm not the only one in this room that has experienced that before, maybe living a life that is like this. But God doesn't call us to live a life with a closed hand. He really calls us to live a life like this, with an open hand. And this is the image that comes to my mind when I think about living a life of surrender, free, hands open. God, I cast my anxiety on you. God, I don't want it anymore. God, I'm willing to make an exchange with you. I want you to fix it. I want you to move in it. I want you to work in it. And maybe it means you don't need to fix it all. We talked about that last week. Maybe God doesn't need to fix it all, but he's going to come meet us right there in the middle of whatever we are facing. He's going to sit with us right there. Because I think it's really hard to climb a rescue ladder with hands closed. Have you ever tried to climb a ladder with closed hands? I don't think it's going to get you very far, right? And when we don't open our hands and surrender, there's no room to grab on to the rescue ladder because anxiety likes to take up room. Anxiety likes to take up space. It likes to spread out. It likes to consume. Anxiety is not a gentleman like God our Father. It doesn't know boundaries. I think anxiety likes to make your hands and it likes to make your life really full and not the type of fullness of life that we were talking about in John 10.10, a different kind of fullness, a different kind of weight, a different kind of burden. But God wants to place something else in our hands and it's gonna be really hard um, It's going to be really hard to receive it if our hands are too full trying to control and manage and fix all the things in our life. 
And surrender helps give our hands room to grab on to the better stuff that Jesus wants to offer us. The freedom, the peace, the joy, the patience, the breakthrough, the healing. And surrender, it gives us our, our breath back. Have you ever breathed a really anxious breath before? It is tight. It is constricting. But surrender gives us rest. And in the book of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 28 through 30, Jesus gives us this beautiful, beautiful invitation of surrender. And it says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Look at the exchange that Jesus is offering us right here. He says, give me the heavy stuff. Give me the anxious stuff. Give me the stuff that you feel like you have zero control over. I'll trade you. Right? I will trade you. I'll trade you for something more. I'll trade you for rest. But rest is a byproduct of surrender. Rest is a byproduct of living a life with hands wide open. And I think sometimes when we think of surrender, that it like happens overnight. And I think that was so defeating for me in, in my walk and in my story with anxiety because I thought, the moment I pray, the next day, everything is fixed. And we've talked so much in that series that that might not always be the case. And that is okay because that does not mean Jesus is not working but surrender is not an overnight success story. Surrender is often just a series of small steps. It's a, a series of small exchanges. God goes, I will trade you your anxious thoughts for my truth. I will trade you your internal chaos for my eternal peace. And maybe the process of surrender, you're sitting in your seat and you're like, that is a little scary for me. It's okay, because it was a little scary for me too. But God does not ask us to fight this battle alone. Look to your left, look to your right. Like there, there are literally hundreds of people in this room who want to do battle with you. They want to do battle with you. And there is a Chi Alpha-ism. I could not let myself get up here without saying one Chi Alpha-ism. But it reminds us that we are a family and an army. We say that all the time in Chi Alpha. We are a family and we are an army. And God isn't sending us to fight the war of anxiety on our own. And if you're sitting here in your seat this morning and you feel like you're battling this monster all by yourself, let me tell you that God did not design you to fight that way. And earlier I reminded us that anxiety is a group project and we can cover way more ground in a battle when we are doing it in community than we ever could in a battle if we were fighting it alone. Because the enemy likes to do his best work in isolation. If he can just get us alone, if he can just get us to believe that no one cares or that no one understands or that there's no way that we'll be able to break this cycle of anxiety or that Jesus doesn't see us in it, if the enemy can get us alone in our thoughts, he will be able to do his most destructive work. 
But God has given us the gift of each other to fight this battle together. And I remember when I thought, I remember when I thought I had to carry the load of anxiety alone by myself. I felt ashamed. I felt embarrassed. I thought that this was my burden to bear. This was my load that I alone, as Allie, had to carry. But sometimes God throws us the rescue ladder in the form of other people that are going to draw us closer to him, that are going to point our gaze to the Father. And I remember the first person I ever spoke to about my anxiety was Pastor Nicole. Um, I clearly remember that day. We were sitting in the student center on campus down a really long hallway at a big round table in some place that was called the Hall of Nations. And I remember bringing to light my secret battle with anxiety. It was the first time that I really let someone in and I knew God was saying, Allie, I want you to fight this thing in community because you trying to work it out alone and in isolation is doing more damage. And so he's like, you need to to reach out. And he drew me to Ecclesiastes 4 verses 9 and 12. And it says, two people are better off than one for they can help each other. A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. And realizing this, it brought me so much hope. It brought me so much freedom that my anxiety was something God clearly wanted to move in, that God clearly wanted to work in, that God did not want me to live a life that was like this, a closed-fisted life, but he wanted to gently bring me to a place where my hands were open, that I could live a life of full surrender to him. And even if I didn't wake up the next day anxiety-free, I had this assurance and I had this confidence in my heart that God really, really cared about it. That God really, really cared about what was going on in the deep internal parts of myself. And now I understood that God was placing people around me who really cared about it too. And I want to encourage us as a church family to make a commitment together to fight this battle side by side. Because like I said earlier, I think the impact of this series is extending way beyond this room. I really picture it flooding into our city, flooding into our state, flooding into this nation, and flooding into the culture of our world today. And every Sunday we stand beside the people in these rows. But I encourage us not just to fight alongside each other in rows, but fight together in circles. So what what do I mean by that? I think it's gonna be really hard for us to carry each other's burdens if we only do life together on Sundays, sitting side by side. Get involved in a small group. Invite the people that are in this church that you are sitting side by side with, invite them into your life. Allow yourself to get close to people in this room. Take off the mask that everything in your life is under control. Give light to your anxiety. Create circles. Do not create rows. Do life in circles. Do life in circles. 
And so I'm just going to ask you guys to stand with me. And I am going to close in prayer. And just as a symbol of our commitment to each other as a church family, I'm just going to have you, if you're comfortable, just put your hand on the shoulder of the person next to you. If you're Chi Alpha, we like to get a little closer so you guys here can do whatever your hearts desire. But I wanted just to pray like this as a symbol that we are helping end the war on anxiety together, that we are helping each other release the tight grip of the rope together, that we're pointing each other towards the hope of the rescue ladder together, and that we are impacting generations and generations that are going to come after us. We're gonna impact them together. And so I just wanna close on this verse it's Philippians 1.6, and it reminds us, it says, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will be faithful to complete it, or to bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Erie First Assembly, he's going to be faithful to complete the work that he has started in you during these last four weeks. Don't let God working this anxiety thing out in our lives only stop here now that the series is, is over. Because I really believe that this is just the start of what God wants to do, how God wants to move, how God wants to bring change in this church, and how he wants to bring change in our community and our world. And so... I am just going to pray if you guys could bow your heads with me. Jesus, we love you so much. God, we know that you are such a big God, but God, you're not too big to miss all the little details of our lives, God. But you see every moment, you see everything, every situation, every moment where we have lost our breath, every moment where her breath has felt constricted, God, where anxiety has plagued us from the top of our head to the soles of our feet, God, you've seen every moment. But God, thank you so much that you have placed us at such a pivotal just point in our history, God, that all of us are together here in this room. God, we are a family and we are an army. And God, you are calling us to fight this battle of anxiety together, God. God, this morning we are declaring as a family that this is where the war ends on anxiety. This is where the war ends on anxiety. God, you're kind of saying like everything must go. It's almost like a garage sale of our lives and all the things that we have been carrying, that we have been hanging on to, that we do not want to part with, that we don't want to sell for the quarter. God, you're saying, let it go. Let it go. Sell it. Give it to me. Exchange it. I will trade you. I will trade you for something more. God, we, we accept and receive what it says in John 10:10 10, 10, that you've come to give us full and abundant life until we overflow. God, thank you for creating community that we do not have to do life in rows, but you want us to do life in circles, God, because that is really where the battle is won. God, we trust that you are here this morning, that you are moving, and this is just the start. This is just the tip of the iceberg of what are you you are doing in the hearts and the lives of all of us here in this room. God, you're so good, you're so faithful. In your mighty name we pray, amen. Let's sing together, mountains are still being moved. Mountains are still being moved. Strongholds are still being loved. God, we believe 
Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still what you do. Let's sing that again. Mountain. Mountains are still being moved. Struggles are still being loved. God, we believe. Yes, we can see it. Wonders are still
This is a room. 